Good morning, beautiful, and welcome to the Daily Gospel Spill. I'm your host, Madison Spano, and thank you for joining me for another episode on the Daily Gospel Spill. In just a few minutes, we're going to dive deep into the gospel message, exploring the historical context, practical insights, and personal takeaways that will empower you to live out your faith more beautifully. So, whether you're sipping on your morning coffee, rushing off to college classes, or embracing the chaos of the day with the little humans, this is your moment of spiritual recharge. So grab your Bible if it's near, find a cozy corner if you can, and let's spill the gospel tea together. Now let's dive in to today's gospel passage. Are you ready? Let's spill it. Stay tuned for another enriching episode, and remember, you're never alone on this faith-filled journey. Welcome to The Daily Gospel Spill. Hey girl! In today's episode, we're exploring Mark chapter 7 verses 31 through 37. And it's a story where Jesus heals a man who couldn't hear or speak properly. Let's dive into what this means for us both in our inner lives and in our communities. Verse 33, after he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ears. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened. His tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. Okay, y'all, this is a wow moment in Jesus's ministry to the sick and to the forgotten by society. Picture this. Jesus is in the Decapolis, and a man with hearing and speech difficulties is brought to him. This man's story might resonate with us. Ever felt unheard or struggled to express yourself? That's a bit like this man was going through. But his friends and his neighbors blessed them. They didn't leave him isolated. They knew he needed help and took him to Jesus. Talk about a supportive community. In verses 32 through 37, we see friends bringing a man who can't hear and has trouble speaking to Jesus. Just imagine their dedication and hope. These friends didn't offer words of comfort. They took action. They knew Jesus could make a difference and they literally brought their friend to him. This story isn't just about healing. It's a beautiful picture of what supportive friendships look like. These friends saw a need and they stepped up. They didn't just believe in Jesus's power. They acted on it. And how awesome is it that Jesus responds to their faith and effort by healing their friend? It's like he's showing us the importance of being there for each other, of being those hands and feet to bring our friends to places of healing and hope. And it's a reminder for each of us to be those kinds of friends, right? To not just sit back, but to actively help and support each other in all of our walks of life. Spiritually, there's a deeper message. When Jesus opens the man's ears and frees his tongue, it's like he's inviting us to listen to God's voice and speak his truth in our lives. It's about being open to what God is telling us and sharing that with others. So what can we take from this story? Well, it's about being present, both with God and with each other. Let's be the kind of friends who bring each other to Jesus who listen deeply and who aren't afraid to speak up. Let's create communities where everyone feels valued and heard. Let's be kind, be present, and always ready to lend an ear or to take action to help a friend in need. This is what it means to bear each other's burdens. In order to bear each other's burdens, 
we've got to actually show up and show up consistently. Now, let's add another layer to this conversation. How can we, especially as women, really engage and show up with both our faith community and our broader community on a daily basis? First, let's aim to be genuinely curious about others. Research suggests that curiosity can significantly improve our relationships. When we show curiosity about others, it fosters intimacy and connection. This is because curious people tend to be better listeners and more empathetic. They're more likely to ask open-ended questions and genuinely engage in conversations, which leads to a deeper understanding of the other person. This kind of engagement can create a positive spiral in relationship. Here's another element we see in being a good friend. It's about embracing curiosity to cope with rejection and social anxiety. In dealing with social challenges, it's so easy to get caught up in our own anxieties and fears. But here's a game changer, embracing curiosity. When we shift our perspective to genuinely being curious about others, it does something remarkable. It moves us away from being self-centered. Instead of fixating on our fears of rejection or feeling socially anxious, curiosity nudges us to focus outwardly. It's about adopting a lens that's not about me, but about them. This selfless interaction isn't just polite, it's transformative. By being truly interested in others, we inadvertently take the spotlight off our own insecurities. We stop worrying about what we want to get out of social interactions and start concentrating on simply being present and engaging with the other person. It's like we're reprogramming our social experiences to be less about self-validation and more about authentic connection. And guess what? This approach can be a powerful antidote to social anxiety. It's all about shifting the focus from ourselves to genuinely loving and investing in those around us. Another layer we see in being a good friend is using curiosity to bring peace in conflict. Let's be real, if we are to be invested and really relationally minded, there will be conflict. And conflict isn't always bad, but it depends on how we approach it. Curiosity levels out our emotional responses to people. People who are curious tend to be more peace-bearing and more understanding in conflicts, as they're open to understanding the differences in background and experiences that often cause conflict. They seek more to understand than to be understood. In our world where social anxiety and introversion can often overshadow the joy of community, we need to remember we're made for fellowship and enjoyment with others. Don't let labels or stigmas limit your interactions. Here are some tips to enhance your friendship experience. Number one, embrace curiosity. Approach friends with a genuine desire to know them better. This shifts the focus from your anxieties to the joy of discovering more about others. Two, challenge labels. Instead of saying, I'm just an introvert or I'm just socially anxious, remind yourself that you're capable of enjoying social interactions. And number three, let's focus on the moment. Be present in your interactions, listen actively, and engage fully. Let go of any preconceived notions about how you should behave. Number four, seek comfort in small steps. If large groups feel overwhelming, start with one-on-one -on -one interactions and build your confidence gradually. Number five, remember the joy of connection. Reflect on the happiness that comes from meaningful relationships. This can be a powerful motivator to engage with more friends. 
By applying these tips, you can break free from the barriers of social anxiety and introversion and fully enjoy the friendships that you were meant to cherish. When we talk about fostering better friendships while embracing social interactions, I get it. Some of us really enjoy being alone (laughs) and that's perfectly okay. But here's a gentle nudge for my friends who find peace in being alone. Balance solitude with social time. It's healthy to enjoy your alone time. Jesus did. But be mindful not to let it cut you off from the world. Sometimes we don't realize how isolated we've become until we feel the pains of loneliness. This solitude, while comforting, can unexpectedly lead to feelings of depression and anxiety, especially when we do step into social settings. So here's a tip. Intentionally carve out time to connect with others. It doesn't have to be big gatherings, even small, meaningful interactions can enrich your life and prevent that sense of isolation. Remember, balance is key. Enjoy your solitude, but also cherish the joy and wellness that comes from being connected with friends. It's not just what you get out of friendships, but how you are called to show up and be there for others, just like this man's friends and Mark showed up for him. So. As we go about our day, let's challenge ourselves to be curious about the people we meet. Whether it's someone from our church or a new face in the neighborhood, our curiosity can lead to meaningful connections and a richer, more compassionate community. Remember, engaging with others and being curious about their lives can enrich our own experiences and help us build stronger, more compassionate communities. But more than anything, it gives us the opportunity to grow the kingdom and reach out to people that Jesus reached out to. He ministered to the low and the forgotten. I really don't believe that if Jesus were around in our modern day and age, that he'd be found in the church building. These just aren't the places Jesus found himself. He was found ministering to the poor and to the forgotten, people that take us out of our usual routines and comfortable lifestyles. And in order to minister to those Jesus calls us to reach, we've got to shake up our traditional and modern ways of quote-unquote doing church. We've got to pull ourselves out of our socially introverted and inclusive bubbles and be curious and open-hearted in our approach to everyone we meet. So that's it for today. Until next time, keep sipping that gospel tea and don't forget to spill it. Thank you so much for listening to the Daily Gospel Spill. If you are loving this podcast, make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. And we would love to chat with you about how the Lord is touching your heart in the review section. If you can think of someone who would love to hear this podcast, make sure to share it and don't forget to tag me at Madison Spano on Instagram so we can follow along with who's listening. I am also super excited to share that my book, Gospel Beautiful, is finally available. This is your girlfriend's guide on breaking away from chaotic faith to find beauty and spiritual wellness in Christ. So grab your copy today on Amazon. I am also doing a giveaway, so be sure to share this episode and subscribe. All that information is in the show notes, and as always, keep sipping that gospel tea and don't forget to spill it.